0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the newest edition of On the Couch with the Docs Board, and we have a special guest. We have uh, the first professional chef, a culinary artist, uh, I would like to say, that we've had on the show before. His name is Mr. Marvin Mizell, and uh, he has graced the listening waves with his presence today. But I'll let him introduce himself the way he would like to.
1: Hello, my name is Marvin Mizell. Um, I'm a chef, and uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome, sir. So, um, Mr. Marvin, so I would just like to ask, what made you pursue a career in cooking, period, in culinary?
1: Um, well, when I was young, I probably started cooking, believe it or not, when I was about seven years old, seven or eight. Um, I used to watch cooking shows instead of cartoons growing up. And uh, I've, al- I've always, you know, loved watching the chefs cook and everything. So, you know, after a bunch of watching cooking shows and stuff like that, I wanted to try it. I wanted to try what they were doing on TV. Um, so my first, very first thing learning how to cook was scrambled eggs when I was about seven or eight years old. And so I went into the kitchen and I cooked some Scrambled eggs for my brother and my sister, and uh they they marveled at how good it was and mm. how talented I was at seven years old to be able to do that you know, and so uh you know, I just grew up, and as I grew up, i just i don't know I was always like being in the kitchen and around the kitchen, and when I was seventeen, I got my first professional cooking job at a uh Hotel. It was called Double Tree Hotel. And from there, I, uh, I I just thought it was a job at first. But after a couple of years, I had a friend of mine who said that uh, I they would give me a chance to work with a real chef and get trained in the culinary field. So um, I found out later that that chef, his name was Guy Leroy. He was a French chef. And he he actually used to be Wolfgang Puck's sous chef. I don't know if anybody knows Wolfgang Puck, but he's a world-famous wow. chef that's been around for uh, a number of years, decades. You know, he's probably been cooking 30 years, 40 years. And um I ended up getting some really good training from a French chef. And if anybody has ever worked for a French chef, they can be like, drill sergeants. They're very serious <laughs> about their food. And, and uh, so it, it got instilled in me to take food serious and, and it's not just, you know, something that you go and pick up and just throw in your mouth. Food is something that's nourishing and, and important for you. You know, it, you you I learned all the ins and outs about how to prepare food and different foods from all over the world that i didn't even know existed and so it just became like an art form to me you know i i, I went out of my way to find good food and, and cook it and explore the culinary field, and you know come up with different flavors and tastes and one thing about being a chef is you never learn everything there is to know about cooking it is just impossible Learning everything about cooking so it's an ever-growing and you're always learning something new every day and that's what i loved about it even to this day i'm still learning and i've been cooking now for about uh going on 30 years now about a little over 25 years so
0: well speaking of that with learning if you don't mind me asking Have you obtained any type of culinary degrees or certification? And if so, do you mind telling us where?
1: Um, I learned more through apprenticeship. I never really went to culinary school. I wish I would have actually, Um, and it's never too late. I still can go, but I'm, I'm I've never been to culinary school. And surprisingly, a lot of chefs will tell you that. Um, I, I, I've i picked up more experience than a lot of people who have been screwed school only because of some of the great chefs that I've worked with. And uh, you know one good thing about cooking is you can learn from cookbooks and you can learn this on your own by going to the library and eating, you know learning learning different recipes from other people and learning different styles of cooking from other people um, one thing that I I really attribute to my learning is meeting people from different cultures and seeing how they do it you know whenever I cook something from a different culture I like to learn from a person of that nationality to get the authentic way to do it and it's, it's good to have you in all of the experience of actually doing it. So I, I never discourage an education. I, I will always encourage you to, you know, go get your education. Um, but it's different ways to educate yourself. And fortunately, right. I was, you know, fortunate enough to learn great chefs and, you know, learn everything natural way, by doing it, you know? <laughs> so I was just lucky in that. Thanks. But no, I've never been to culinary school. Um, it's just kind of something I picked up, <laughs> to be
0: That is an amazing response, and, and I agree with everything you said. For those listening, I've had a chance to taste some of Mr. Marvin's food before, and, and it, it is immaculate so his his experience in in the field really really shows through his work. But with that being said, let me ask you, what has been some of your best experiences and working experience, or more? So where have been some of the other places that you worked throughout your career professionally?
1: Oh wow. Um, I've worked at some of the finest hotels, uh, some of the finest restaurants. Some of the finest establishments, Uh, I was banquet chef at TPC Sawgrass, which is uh, where professional dancers play. Um, They have the um, tournament every year, the TPC tournament. And I was fortunate enough to do parties for some of the biggest names in entertainment, some of the biggest names in sports. You know, I've cooked for Tiger Woods. Wow. Um, I've cooked for a number of celebrities, a number of uh, athletes. Um, One of my best experiences was uh, Tiger Woods actually won the PPC championship in 2013. And that morning before he won, he called my mother, uh, who's deceased now, and told her happy Mother's Day. And he did it simply because I cooked him breakfast, you know, that's something wow. that I'll never forget. And, you know, Bill Russell, Dr. J, uh, just a lot of, you know, everybody you can name. Some Tim Peebo, you know, one that stands out. I've done his charity events. I've, uh, done Tom, Tom Coughlin's J Fund. You get to do a lot of charity events and, you know, I, I did the, uh, the Children's Foundation, you know, I, I've done all kinds of charity events and that's one thing that helps make your job better is the fact that there's so many avenues that you can take with the culinary field. It's just the possibilities are endless and, uh, being someone who, just grew up a regular guy I never thought I would meet celebrities and be cooking for big name people and stuff like that I never thought I would be at the point that I'm at but it's just I've been lucky and blessed you know every day to be able to do that just by being able to cook Uh,
0: that's amazing so that actually brings up another thought for me to ask you as, you know, obviously as a black man in particular, have you had any particular struggles in comparison to some of your other, let's say, Caucasian or Asian peers being successful or evolving in, inside the field? Or,
1: um, I mean, there's good and bad people everywhere you go. Right and it's been a couple of times I have experienced, you know, not not necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say discrimination, but there is racism out there. There is uh I I, I can say I've never been discriminated against to where it's held me back. Because okay. um, as far as cooking goes, your talent pretty much Speaks for itself so being that if you can cook good and they love your food uh, most people don't really care what color you are you know they don't care uh, where you come from or whatever it is their food is good you know and their their presentations are good and everything They, they actually want to meet you they want to get to know you you know because they're their food and um, they, they actually call you to the table and things like that, but um, I, I can, I can honestly say that the kitchen, and you can actually check this, is an environment where you work with so many different, uh, people, so many nationalities, so many attitudes and different personalities that it, it, you know, there's no room for discrimination, you know? Right. Um it's just it's just make the product the best that you can satisfy the customer. That's the main goal of the chef. Put it put out your best product, put out the freshest food, put out the nicest looking plate, you know, that's what you strive for. So I can say that uh no no nothing no kind of discrimination that has ever held me back. It's all about how much work you put into it, you know.
0: Right. Speaking of passion and work, one of the biggest things that I always ask whatever guests we have on is concerning the amount of support they get from those around them, in particular their friends and family, would you say throughout the years that your friends and family – have been, uh, overall supportive of your endeavors, your passion in your work overall?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, friends and family definitely want to encourage you because they always want to eat. <laughs> they <laughs> always want you to cook for them. And, you know, if there's a party or, or a birthday party or something, they want you to come cook for it. And it, it seems like it would be work, but if you love what you do, it's never work. And you hear that a lot, but I've learned that in the culinary field. I just love food. I just love to eat. I love to prepare new things. So it doesn't feel like work, you know. And uh people are always anxious to try what you can, uh, come up with as far as new recipes and stuff. So they really support you and try to encourage you and push you. Um, a lot of times they ask for recipes and they tell me the way they cook things and stuff like that. You get that a lot as a chef. Or they'll ask you, how do you prepare this, you know? But uh, for the most part, everybody's... When you tell them that you're a chef, their eyes kind of light up like, wow, you know? And so it kind of makes you feel good. It makes you inspired to keep going, keep doing what you're you're doing, you know? But, uh... Any chef will tell you that they are very passionate. Any real chef they are very passionate, very serious about their food. It's it's just a love that you cannot explain. It's just you know, the importance of making everything the best that you can make it. It's just there's no other feeling like
0: it. I can feel your um passion for it just how you speak. So let me ask you this. <laughs> Then, what would you say has been your most difficult um, experiences as a whole since you've been working in this field?
1: Um. Well, besides the cuts and the burns, which is it becomes part of the job. You, you, you. You know, you're guaranteed to have scars. You know, every chef's has burns, cuts, some form of scars on them that tell the story of their career. And, uh, my, my, probably the most difficult part is the hours. You know, the hours are very long. Hmm. Um, you're on your feet a lot. At times it's hot. Um, you know, but, you get uh, all that goes away when you get the satisfaction of someone coming up to you saying, wow, that was the best food I've ever had. And, uh, wow, that party was so nice. I've never seen food prepared that way. And I've never seen food look that good. And wow, you do a really great job. And, you know, all the pain of the long hours and the burns and the cuts and all that goes away because, uh, you know, if you if you have one person at the end of the night tell you how good your food was, it just you know, it, it makes the difficulty seem worth it.
0: Excellent. So I know you most likely get this question a lot, but what is one of your favorite cultures uh to cook from essentially?
1: Oh wow. <laughs> um well, I love Italian food um that's got to be one of my favorites, but I mean like i today authentic Sicilian you know real Italian food is just i I worked for a Sicilian chef for about five years, and that was probably some of the best food I've ever had in my life and to this day, I talk about it. that was probably uh maybe twenty years ago and i still to this day talk about the food that I had there. It was a restaurant called Giovanni's and the chef was Sicilian. And uh, I mean, that was some of the the absolute best food I've ever had in my life. Um, But I love cooking French cuisine, uh, Spanish, um, even Jamaican, you know, Caribbean style, Asian, you know, and it's good to learn the flavors and be able to Use them together so you can blend like a Caribbean and an Asian style or you can blend a French and a, a, you know, Southern style or something, you know, and come up with good good dishes. But uh, I would have to say uh, Sicilian Italian food is, is probably my favorite.
0: I... And I'm a consumer of Italian food myself, so I that delight you you had in your voice about that I can definitely understand it. So, especially since you named all the different forms of food and the cultures, let's say because I know you've most likely cooked Southern Black Soul food for some of your oh yeah uh, co coworkers and things of that nature. Have oh, yeah. they gotten have let's say you're more Let's say white or Asian co workers, have they gotten a culture shock or were they shocked by how good your southern black cooking was or anything like like Uh, that?
1: You'd be surprised at, honestly, how many white folks can cook um, (laughs) soul food. You know, it's, it's, um, I've had Filipino cooking that'll blow you out of the water, man. Uh, It's just, you'd be surprised. Who who can cook and who can't? You know, <laughs> I'll put it that right. way. Um Yeah, I've I've had people say, "Wow, this food is really good," but I've also tasted some things that blew my mind. And you, you just, you know, you never judge a book by its cover. You, some people who might be a five star chef in the magazine, and you taste their food, and you're like, eh. but then you have like a simple little. Old lady who just been cooking all her life, and you taste her food, and it's like, oh my god, what did you do? You know, <laughs> this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. So, um, I've had white, black, Asian, uh, Moroccan, all kinds of people cook for me, and and each one of them, they've had something that was just mind-blowingly delicious, you know. So. I, I it's it's hard to say well a black chef will cook better than white chef because I've had cooking from just about everybody and if it's if if you got it you got it. And that's all I gotta say. If you if if you got it, some people's just natural, some people have to learn things, but if you got it, you got it. There's there's no uh really no race involved that, that's I would say that's better than the other as far as cooking because I do right. know some I, – I tell you some of the best collard greens I've had was made by an Italian chef. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some of the best soul food I've had were made from Cajun chefs, you know, who weren't black at all, but you taste their food and it's like, wow, <laughs> Like my grandmother must have cooked this. This is <laughs> this is delicious, you know. So yeah, I mean uh it's just all about your style of cooking, really. If if that's your style. I love soul food too though, mm-hmm. at hostels. That's my thing. You know, hostels, collard greens, macaroni and cheese. That's my thing. <laughs> Turkey wings. I get excited talking about it. <laughs>
0: Which is true. Which is true. But since we brought up the quality of food before, this is something that I always try to ask a professional chef whenever I have the time to. But since I have your with about this, what is your overall opinion on fast food and its different people's perception of its decline over the past few decades?
1: Mm, I don't personally do fast food. I very, very seldom eat at fast food restaurants. Uh, I just, once you've had real food, you can tell the difference between real food and processed food. And I just don't support processed food. You know, the less processed a food is, the better it is for you. And I just think too many restaurants serve Things that are over processed, um, that are over manufactured, over, you know, produced. A lot of the food is produced fast, which takes away the quality of it. You know, if you take like a free range chicken or organic chicken as opposed to one that's just filled with steroids and hormones, you can definitely tell the difference. Um, a lot of people don't think so. They'll be like, oh, I ain't paying that much for organic. But if you taste them side by side, if you look at a organic fresh brown egg next to an egg that you buy from a supermarket, um, the shell is thicker, the yolk is more yellow, um, it's actually a healthier egg for you. And so uh, beef, you know, stuff like that, it's, when it's over processed and and uh, manufactured, it just it takes away the nutrition and the and the flavor factor. And what you end up with is something that that isn't nutrient at all. It's not supporting your body's health, which is why a lot of people have diseases and obesity and and things like that because. This food is just over processed and pumped with junk and that junk ends up in your body because you are what you eat, you know? And, uh, I just, you know, God bless a lot of people who can't cook or don't necessarily feel like cooking. And so they just grab what's available, but I say take that extra time to know what's going in your body and, uh, really Know what you're putting into it because some of the stuff that they serve is just shouldn't even be considered food. <laughs> I feel, you know, it's just so processed and it's really not good for you. So I, I, I personally say stay away from fast food.
0: Well, thank you for answering that honestly, especially with your expert opinion on it. But speaking of time though, I need to ask you this, what has been some of the most difficult dishes that you've made throughout your career? Oh wow.
1: Um sushi, I've made sushi. Sushi is uh It's is very time consuming. Um feet is a duck dish. Um anytime you have something feet, it means it's cooked in its own fat. And it usually takes hours and days, sometimes days, to cook. uh, Like a duck confit usually takes about two or three days. Um, It's more not necessarily, you know, it's a lot of difficult, like, pastry dishes and stuff. But most of the difficulty comes in being patient and waiting it through being, having the time to prepare it and all that stuff, you know. Most of the difficult stuff is the preparation, not necessarily the cooking. The cutting up the vegetables and, you know, dicing onions and, you know, making, it's called mise en place when you have a, all your preparation done ahead of time. That's the French term. Uh, it's mise en place. So you have all your stuff prepared. And that's what takes the most time. That's what's the most difficult. The actual cooking of the food can't happen unless you're properly prepared. So I would say the hardest part of any dish is preparing for it.
0: Excellent. That's excellent. So I just have a few more questions, and then I'll be finished on my end of things. So one Uh of the last few questions I want to ask, what has been some – or – let me rephrase it. Have you had any particular celebrity specifically ask for you to cater to them outside of the different facilities of which you've officially worked in? Hmm.
1: Um, I can say say uh, Anthony Anderson loved my chicken. <laughs> hmm. And, uh, you know, um, I've cooked for Jaguar players and like I said, Tim Tebow, I was, uh, anytime anyone came to TPC, I was the VIP chef. So, you know, they would ask me to prepare, Hey, uh, for instance, Mr. Woods is in here. Can you make him lunch? You know, stuff like that. Um, I, I can't say that. Anyone has particularly came and said, "Hey, is Marvin here?" But I've had the opportunity to cook for them all, and it's just you—you you, whether whether you—I gotta say this: whether you're cooking for a celebrity or a janitor, your quality of food has to be the same. So exactly, I I wouldn't say that. Oh, this guy, I had to do this for this. Everyone it's going to get the best quality food. Everyone is going to get the freshest food. It doesn't matter who it is. So if I'm cooking for my wife or I'm cooking for the president, they're going to have the same quality food. You know, it's just, uh, you, you, you just, the the idea is to put your best foot forward and your best dish out,
0: you know. That is an amazing way to put it. But I have just one final question for you, um, okay. Mr. Morgan, before we go into closing. What would you say to any young people, even older people, who want to pursue a professional career in the culinary arts?
1: Um, well, one thing I would say is don't believe everything you see on TV. A lot of people see the show Chopped or, you know, Iron Chef and, you know, they, they, they see a lot of people just throw things on the dish and, and they think it's simple, but it, it, it's not that simple. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, uh, strain on your body. It's a lot of hours, man hours, a lot of commitment, but there's also a lot of reward and, you know, the satisfaction of seeing a dish start one way uh, or food start one way and end up on the plate, like the transition and how creative you can be with it. You know, I would say study, do a lot of reading, do a lot of um trying food. Don't be afraid to try food. A lot of people say, Oh, I wouldn't eat that. You know, I said that a lot before I became a chef. I would never eat my meat like that, or I would never eat uh sushi or something like that. But then when you try it, and you try it the right way, you find that wow, this is delicious, or I never thought I would like that. Just never shut your mind down to something before you try it. That's what I would say. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of flavors that you haven't encountered yet that you may like and you may not but you will never know until you taste it so <laughs> um just and if you if you're thinking about being a chef follow your dreams you know study study from the greats study some of the great chefs and and read a lot of cookbooks and, You know, even go to culinary school, get your degree and all that stuff. It helps, but nothing is better than experience. So until you taste it, you can read all the books. You can go to all the school. But until you cook it and taste it, you're never going to be able to know what it's like. So that's what I was saying. Don't don't be afraid to try things, new things.
0: That is amazing advice. But right before I, I go to closing statements... Is there anything, any questions you would like to ask us or the viewers, any statements you would like to make, or is there any final thing you would like to say, Mr. Marvin? Yep.
1: Always, with always, uh, anything you do, any venture you take, you put God first and and uh, just pray and, and continue to keep love in your heart and think when it comes to uh, doing things, you know, and figuring out things. You use your mind to do that. you enhance your mind, but when it comes to um people and the way they feel and, and feeding them and stuff like that, you use your heart. That's where let your heart, guide you. you know that's something love you don't even have to think about it if you use your heart, and if you put your love in your cooking and everything, it, you'll always have the best.
0: So that's, what,
1: that's all I got well
0: um if that will be all. Thank you again, Mr. Marvin. I, I highly appreciate you for coming. Is there any way where our listeners or viewers could follow I would say at least pictures of your culinary journey? Is there any way for them to do that at the moment or?
1: Um, um I got some uh pictures on Facebook under Marvin Majel Junior and also Instagram, uh Leo Paul eight twenty one. And uh you know, if you want to check out some food, I have pictures and some of the things I talked about on there. You're welcome to go check it out. I also have some, uh, Michelin star chefs, uh, pictures. I always try to keep pictures of food and, and presentations. So, uh, Facebook and Instagram, that's the best place to go.
0: Well, um, and for everyone who viewing this on YouTube, and i are going to try to do it on the other version as well, I'm going to add links to his social media as well to make it easier for you all. But if that will be it, thank you again, Mr. Marvin, for letting me interview you. It meant quite a bit to me.
1: All right. But Thank but you everyone, for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: Yes sir. yes, sir. You are very, very welcome. But with that being said, Dr. Clark and Mr. Marvin signing out.
1: Thank you very much.